on this week's episode of Double Strap Podcast. When the spooky girl says things have gotten too dark, maybe you should lighten up a little. And Leviathan shit everywhere. Everywhere. Let's do this. so many yoga classes it doesn't matter nobody in yoga gives a shit if you shave your armpits they just don't it's reasonable welcome to this week's episode of double strap podcast i'm diana and this week we'll talk about season seven episode two hello cruel world you know i think maybe it just annoyed me because it's got cruel cruel world in the title and cruel world itself the festival just really pissed me off and so maybe that's why this episode annoys me there's things i like about it but anyways what have you been up to um just been real busy with with work stuff so uh other than that i actually relaxed and got some errands done and had a nice brunch with some old friends and um and yeah and uh and then yeah what about you so in the settling into home, new home area, uh, I have been meeting the animals that exist on my street, one of which I'm still not, I don't know if it's a feral cat, uh, if it's a neighbor's cat, I don't know if it's my cat, uh, it may be my cat, I don't <laughs> Well, it just this cat, like it sleeps in the flower pots, which I just think is hysterical. I'm just like growing cats now. Like, <laughs> so I was like, and you know, so we're under like this severe drought and my lawn is dead. And like, so San Antonio, they haven't cut things off yet, but I just got a notice from my last place of residence that, you know, hey, 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 stop watering your lawn, bitches. Like it's 105 stop it nobody cares and like so the that pot has nothing in it because i was like it's too hot i'm not going outside so now it just has a cat but my other my actual cat is not a fan of said outdoor cat flower pot the flower pot cat i think we're just gonna call him flower right is that what we should name him you can call me flower you can call me flower and i also think it may be a girl i don't know Well, there is, you remember, I sent Diana a picture of it just like spread eagled on like my porch the other day, and I didn't see anything there while it was spread eagled. So, you know, but yeah, tonight I'm very excited to. I I got a new fancy bed, and it I've tried it has a massage feature, which I did try, and I figured out that that the massage thing isn't really meant. The bed is meant for people who sleep on like one or the other side, even though it's not split. So like you have, I guess you had to probably like, you can probably hit both. Right. But like, it just like you can right. massage the left side or massage the right side and haven't tried to like massage both, but there is an app yeah. for it. So you can try and hack my bed if you want. I, I, I challenge you to do that. Like, I don't, oh, 
I don't give a shit. Like you want to hack my bed. That's fucking awesome. Um, but so it's supposed to, I'm very oh. excited. It's got like this snore feature on it. And they're like, they're very insistent. Like if you want to use this shit, you have to give us your data. Like they won't, they're just like not kidding around. They're like, you can't huh. have like the anti-snore bed unless you give us your data. And I kind of feel a little held hostage by my bed because yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, shit, like how much of this information can I fake? So just to confuse, just, or just to confuse the algorithm, can I like invite like really heavy people over to like sleep one night and then really light people over to the sleep the next? And then like, you have like five people or a bunch of dogs or something and just like have the algorithm be like, we don't. All over the place. We have no idea. We, can, yeah. we can't be, we can't track anything about you on this. That's how you fool the AI people. That's how you do it. Garbage, da- garbage data. You give it garbage data. We, everything oh. is trash, right? We live in a we live yeah. in a garbage world. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> on that happy note, uh, see, somebody has a birthday before, around this episode. Launch, see, because so. it was happy because that was that I say that I was honestly just picturing possums. So when I well, say everything true. is trash, like I'm just picturing trash animals. I'm just like well, picturing raccoons. Okay. We and like possums. that. Possums and raccoons. Yes, please. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess also I have a birthday this week. I don't know, whatever. It's a mid-40 birth. Nobody cares about your birthdays at this point. Like, I have, like, a few more years until I'm... I always care. Like, celebrate it. Celebrate you, Liz. Celebrate you. I celebrate me every day. I I don't need a birthday to celebrate me. I'm awesome. Right? True. I think I think that's what I wrote in my mirror. I'm gonna put it on a sticky note. I did also get like this is like a very stupid thing, and we'll send a picture. But things that make me happy that I got during Amazon Prime. This is the dumbest thing, and now I feel like one of those influencers I was talking about on last week's episode. But I got this cat post-it note holder, and it was like on sale for like five dollars. But it's like really, it's, I, you can't see it in my light. But I'll send a picture. We'll post it on socials. But it's this a little cat, and it's holding my post-it notes and. Aww. it's stupid and it goes on my desk and it has some sand in it so it's also like a little weight so you can also make it into a percussion instrument it could be like you know like yeah. a little maraca so like the egg shaker yeah no, so that is this is truly what's making me happy this week is this stupid little cat hey i understand <laughs> i'll take it sometimes you need those things yeah. i do love a good post-it note you just, you know, I was just feeling very discombobulated because I didn't have like post-it notes available, right? So, yeah, they're very important to me. <sighs> All right, are we ready? You want to talk about? Yeah, it? let's talk about let's talk about this episode. All right, so Hello Curl World was not named after a California New Wave festival that tried to melt me into the earth, uh, according to Supernatural Wiki. It is a play on the phrase "Goodbye, Cruel World," which, duh. Hmm. But they think they they had something valid here. They said he was often referenced as a person's last wor- words before they commit suicide, and so the right. reference here is the Sam state of mind. So I was like, okay, I like that okay. as a metaphor or whatever. I think that's a very interesting thing to title it. I still don't like it. I also don't like all of the references to suicide in this. I guess trigger warning on that just because it's gross. Um, so that happens a lot in this episode, which I think may just is yeah. a downer. Uh, and um, this 
first aired September 30th, 2011. It was directed by Guy B. We last saw him direct Frontierland. So, which, oh. you know, the last one he did Fun. was a lot funner than this one, yeah. I will say. Very, very different vibe. Way different vibe. Very different vibe. But it was written by Ben Edlund. And I think you can see, like, here, here, see a lot of Edlund come through in this and just a lot of the dialogue, I think. Because there's yeah. still, like, very quippy dialogue, even though it's shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like. No, there's some great. This one has a, a lot of really, really great lines. Yeah. I will agree with that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. So we open with Leviathan-filled Cass is covered in black veins and just throwing Dean and Bobby around. But Dean kind of like stops him and starts asking. He's like, how many of those ass clowns, is what he calls the Leviathans, are inside you? Um, and is like, hey, I think your vessel's going to explode. <laughs> and it's not exactly wrong. So what I start, what I refer to as Elsie, a.k.a. Leviathan Cass, uh, just like promises he'll be back and waddles as Liz says away while leaking black fluid. <laughs> okay. So before this started, we were talking about the, cause I was trying to time what is about to happen. So we're about to have some lore. Oh. And I was like, Hey, it comes after he waddles off. Like, you know, somebody looks like they're waddling off when they have to go to the bathroom and it's number two. And then you just like said with black ooze coming out. So this is just like, you know, well, not of his butt to be clear. You didn't, it's, he it's said it was back. I, th- I thought of her back. So I don't no, know. No, no. It's oozing black fluid. So, but it was from his face and head mostly. Yeah, so, but anyways, he just, like, is, like, trying to keep it inside as he goes into the water. So it's clenching real tight. It's clenching real just, tight. It's his sphincters closed. All right. So, lore. <sighs> and so, I wanted to talk at this point just about Le- what Leviathan are, because one... I really wanted to know because this is one of those words that means a lot of things, right? For sure. And so within English language, we it's a metaphor for, you know, things that like gargantuan corporations. So if you were someone who hates capitalism, Leviathan may be something you read about a lot, you know? And so I, you know, was doing some research and well, frankly, then I ran out of time to write to, to write my research. So I took all my, my source material and I dumped it in the chat GPT. And then I asked it to write me a, to write it for me like it was for a podcast. So this is what my AI boyfriend thinks that I would sound. I, I think maybe we have to feed it my voice or like something. So it like learns to talk oh, like no, me. No, don't do that. Don't do you that. Know? That's scary. Oh, I can't even tell you what the things I've been doing with my voice and AI. <laughs> Those are really, I can't tell you, but they're good. Anyways, so. Um, so creepy and scary. I don't like it. I don't know. It, it's such a way to do crime. So anyway, I know, and that's what I don't like about it. Well, I mean, you know, learning how to do—I have to learn how to do crime so I can learn how to fight crime. So you know, whatever, whatever. Also, crime is fun. So this is what my my podcast friend, a podcast, my my APT, my Chat GPT language model friend, thinks a podcast sounds like. So. 
Welcome back to another episode of Myth and Politics Unveiled. Today we explore the fascinating concept of Leviathan, which had has multiple definitions and usages throughout history. Let's dive into it. When we talk about Leviathan, we can trace its origin to the Old Testament. In those texts, Leviathan is depicted as a colossal sea monster or serpent. It's mentioned in the book of Psalms and the book of Job, where it symbolizes chaos and evil. But it doesn't stop there. The term Leviathan has been used to describe overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly powerful entities in different contexts. For instance, Herman Melville's novel Moby Dick refers to a whale as a leviathan. So it mm -hmm. seems to encompass various gigantic creatures like sea monsters and great whales. In Jewish mythology, leviathan takes on many forms, such as a primordial sea serpent, dragon, snake, crocodile, or even a whale-like creature. Scholars believe that this mythology drew inspiration from pre-biblical biblical Middle Eastern tales, particularly the Ugaritic myth of Baal's sea monster. You know, that one. Oh, that, you, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one, right? Now, yeah. let's shift our focus to the religious perspective. In Christianity, the Leviathan is seen as a mighty beast created by Yahweh, representing divine power over all living things. Sometimes it's associated with Satan or considered a symbol of the deadly sin of envy. So they think that it's interesting to note that the word itself comes from the Hebrew word, word liv-yatan, which means twisted, coiled, or winding, and is often hmm. used to describe any sea monster or powerful creature. So then it goes on to talk about Thomas Hobbes, because Thomas Hobbes wrote something called Leviathan, which in that mm -hmm. it becomes a metaphorical creature representing a powerful central authority or state. And its purpose was to main, or maintain order and prevent chaos within society. So, and although Hobbes's Leviathan doesn't necessarily equate to a totalitarian state with a vast bureaucracy, we can draw connections to historical and fictional instances. For example, totalitarian regimes like Nazi Germany under Adolf Hitler, Stalinist Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin, and the People's Republic of China under Mao Zedong had had highly centralized power structures with extensive bureaucracies that exerted control over society. Then he starts hmm. talking, or I don't know why I thought that my, my chat GPT is a man. I just do. Um, so then um, it just started telling. It's your chat GPT boyfriend. It is, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure the, the language model was also done by a dude. So this was, uh, then he starts going on about 1984, which I do, is one of my favorite books. The Same. Yep. And so basically talks about how within that, the totalitarian state embodies a concept of Leviathan. And also then talks about one of my other favorite books, out of Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. And in yep. this novel, the world state represents a highly centralized and technocratic society that controls every aspect of its citizens' lives through extensive bureaucracy. Okay, and it goes through some other things I don't think are important, but there's things that I wanted to pick, like, pick out of there to think about as we go through Season 7. Because uh, Spoiler alert, Leviathan are one of the big bads of Season 7. Uh, shocking shocking i know so 
Okay, so the one is just kind of what they are, like, monster-wise. And a lot of times, I think you can get from that, it's, like, sea monstery, right? So sea monstery, yeah. Sea monstery or big behemothy. <laughs> Snake, snaky sea monstery thingies. Things that you also, like, there was in one of the stories I read, they used the skin of the Leviathan as a canopy over Adam and Eve as like as like something nice for them because it was a, like the nicest skin in the world so it's like you can like sit under it i'm just processing i'm like please don't give me that gift ever like, <laughs> yeah thanks thanks okay. you're like oh i would, I would oh i gotta i've gotta run right now i'll be back later i, I would like this not later. to have a can oh, i did just get a canopy bed i would like mm. to not get like skin to put across it no, no Leviathan skin across my canopy. Okay, Thank you. Uh, but anyway, so we kind of, we don't really see, I don't know, as we were kind of like exploring what they are like and how they're represented here, like, you know, one thing, you know, like I'll call it the South Park Canadian um, version of the head that just like kind of flaps open. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of comes across in some of the mythology. It's just this idea of like a two face or a two head, like it's just kind of like the flapping things and like the long tongues and the teeth. So I think that's kind of important from a mythology standpoint. But I also want to like bring that concept of Leviathan representing big business and corporations and centralized states that word as we start to move through the season i want us to like hmm. keep that that idea on the back of our mind hmm. okay just okay. saying let's just want to keep that so, hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up laura there um but i also love that my 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 boyfriend thinks that i want to talk about mythology and politics i mean i do but that's you know it's just like oh hey like what are things that she wants to hear about like this is this is what I'm gonna feed you I'm like thank you there you those go. are things I yeah. like that's true it's it very very true very fitting yeah oh all right so we cut back to the hallway inside this lab where Lucifer has Sam held against the wall choking him what the fuck. So we're back in Sam's head. We don't know what's real. We don't know what's not real. All we know is Sam's saying Lucifer's not real and Lucifer calls him a peppy American psycho. So for when he didn't have a soul, which was a great line, I thought. It is. Okay. And I hate and I love this. Like because I'm just gonna call him Mark. Because Mark, um, as he's acting as Lucifer, he he asked to come on our podcast, and we haven't reached out and invited him yet. Uh, maybe someday, Mark. I don't know. Just like reach out again. Like, okay, he didn't reach out. Like, our friend bought a cameo from him, and then he said he should be invited on our podcast. I'm sure we've mentioned yeah, this before, but what was going to say it again? I mean, reach out again. Yeah. You know, uh, but and we'll consider, consider. Yeah. But like him calling like Sam a little bitch is so good oh it is. but it is. i hate this so much i hate the i hate hallucinations the premise um yeah. I, the fans i think called started calling him hell lucifer for hallucination and lucifer or hell and lucifer but i yeah, yeah so i have called him hell lucifer in my notes for the rest of this just so you know okay well as soon as dean and bobby arrive he fucking he's gone and sam is super confused rightfully so and they're confused. Everybody's fucking confused. Except for Leviathan Kess because he's wandering into the water, which happens to be the municipal waters in the public water supply. 
And he goes underwater, creates a little waterfall, and a bunch of black stuff goes out into the water. So if you think about what we were talking about earlier about cats leaving to poop and just like it walks all the way out in the water. We get a whirl we get a whirlpool and then black stuff goes everywhere. Yeah. Hey. Ew. You know. <clears throat> and that Dean, Sam, and Bobby get to witness the end of this and they're like, Well, fuck, now there's Leviathans in the pipes. So that's not good. We gotta figure this out. Um, and we see a sad scene though. We do get Castiel's coat, his trench his coat. Trench coat just shore. comes floating away, and that's oh, how Dean knows God. he's gone. Cass- a boyfriend's Cass- gone. Cass- what will ever become of Dusty O? Well, Dean Dean gets missed yet. He's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Um the, the, I like that uh he calls Dean calls Castiel a dumb son of a bitch, and Bobby co-signs it. He's like, Yeah, anybody who's friends with us is dumb but time to roll so they, they leave and we get uh now uh the doobie brothers uh black water starts playing which I, is I, really well done. i think that was a good very choice. good choice for there it nicely was done. nicely done and we start getting a montage of water usage with a starting with a bikini car wash Yes, of high school girls. They are clearly, they have like high school. What's great is like, they like got high school girls, but then they just, I think they just had people from set because they didn't like get think to get like younger men. So it's just like middle-aged men looking at these high school girls and it's not, not a good thing. Have you ever been to a bikini car wash? Why would I go to a bikini car wash? I mean, I've participated. So that's why I know it, it. That's the audience, just so you know. Ew. A lot of it, yeah. I don't think that do they do this anymore? They don't, right? Like that's just something derby was raised. We were raising money. This was like in the odds. We were adult women though. These are high school girls. We were not high school. It's fine. Adult women can have like middle-aged men. Like that's fine. These were clearly underage, like 15-year-old girls. And it was that's just that's 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 problematic and and gross anyhow but then like speaking of problematic and gross we have a tiny girl who's just creepy before she's possessed she's already creepy yeah well we get the mom filling a pitcher of water just like a quick one of that then we go this creepy little girl and she's drinking this water fountain and this boy is standing young boy is standing next to her and as she's she already looks shifty af and then as she's drinking the water the water turns black like, and she and does she, not like, bat an eyelash. Stop. She's just like, oh. And she keeps drinking it. And then she steps back and like convulses and then gets a grin and looks at the boy that's with her. And she's worse. And she's worse than she was Creepier. before. I, oh, I, I really hope that she, I'm crossing fingers. She shows up in casting couch. All right. So then we get to, okay. So else we got we, a garage. Yo, so there's a man working on a car. And I guess like a man with a very coveted distributor cap. He's got the distributor cap. And then he, he's then he's trying like to change sparks. Like, then he, well, then he, that was a, then he goes to the spark plugs. It? Then he goes to the spark plugs. That's the spark plug that he gets okay. to. He's holding up, staring at the light. Okay. But he's working on, and the car is a, it says, it says six pack on the hood. And that is a Mopar thing, in case you were curious. And it specifically means it has three double barrel carburetors in it. So it's six barrels total, which is not crazy abnormal, but it is a lot. It was, um, you'd find that in late 60s to early 70s through 1971. So I don't know exactly which car that is. Didn't have enough info for that, but there's your. I feel like a car horn should like honk like right now. 
Dang it, that's perfect. All right. And then like, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, so his shop sink, which I'm like, damn, I really wish we had a shop sink. Anyways, yeah, shop sink you starts shuddering. A, you don't have a sink in your garage. Mm. Nope. That's a strange thing. But yeah, um, I, this, this, this is hair. This is why I don't like shop sinks. So they all have this kind of water. And this is not something that's just like said for like Leviathan. I think this is just like, in like shop 50, sink 50 water. to 75% of shop sinks are going to do this. Yeah. It shudders a lot and then squirts black water at your face. Yes. <laughs> Sounds right. That's right. Am I wrong? Not shocked. Yeah. No. I'm nope, sorry that nope, was so high pitched, right. but it's high pitch anyway. So black ooze just squirts all over him. There's yeah, just a lot of ooze squirting everywhere in this there's episode. A of, there's, a, there's a lot of fluids. A lot of fluids. So Sam's sleeping back at Bobby's and Dean wakes him up. He gets him a water and a protein bar. And he had apparently, and we had seen at the end of the last episode, Sam had cut his hand pretty bad on broken glass when he collapsed, when he had his first flashback. So I got to check out the hand wound. But also and... Sam's been asleep for 12 hours. 12. That's so, so, that's so that sounds so great. I'm like, oh my God, you got to sleep for 12. Like I just want to sleep for eight hours straight. And so the idea of like getting to sleep for 12 hours straight feels like goddamn heaven. Uh, so how is this hell? How is this hell, Sam? Well, Lucifer's there narrating and mocking everything that's happening. And Sam can hear and see him, but Dean can't. Well, that's good. Which would be a very frustrating situation. Um, and Sam's got some Frankenstein-ass stitches across his palm. Right? And then they pour whiskey on it. And, like, they have gauze, but, like, you don't have isopropyl. Like, what the fuck else? Anything. Like, yeah. Get some hydrogen peroxide. Hi- hydroxide. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, Just any... some good old-fashioned dial and water, yeah, actually, like, sir, would be fine so compared to that whiskey. Like, just any, like, just get, go to the sink and wash it. Yeah, seems pretty basic. But Dean decides he's going to, like, Bobby's researching Leviathans, but Dean's going to ask Sam how he's actually doing. Don't say okay. He's mean. And Sam finally says, Sam's like, okay, I'm not okay. Duh. Yeah, I don't feel like he's asking him. I feel like he's, like, beating him and being, just being super mean. Like, I'm sorry, like, if your brother's head is, like, cracking and, like, he's going through a mental breakdown, you can be a little nicer, Dean. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Would probably be helpful. But he's also frustrated because Sam kept saying, oh, fine, fine, when he obviously wasn't. Yes, that's fair. But, but like, come on, man. Like, you can clearly tell your brother is, like, cracking up and you're yelling at yeah. him. It's not, not the best not the best. It's yeah, no, yeah. Think up, think about the consequences of your approach, man. So, but Sam does kind of say, like, look, I'm having trouble figuring out what's real. Ooh. Rut Alarm bells. So it's not just the flashbacks. And look, I wasn't trying to hide anything. I just knew that y'all had a lot going on. I didn't want to burden you further. And I feel <sighs> that. Like, I understand that sometimes. Like, you just know that you can't fix what's going on. And I'm just going to bottle the shit up and keep it to myself. And you don't need to know. Like, that's fair. Don't look at me like that. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Whatever. So... But so Dean, so Sam obviously explains the whole concept that, that Lucifer has told him is what's happening. This is all fucking fake. You're still in the cage. This is just all the mind fuck. And Dean's like, wait a minute. Okay, let's drink some whiskey, first of all, because priorities, duh. But also, why would he holodeck your whole life when he could just kick you around in the cage? 
And Sam explains exactly what Lucifer did is that uh, you can't torture someone with nothing to take away. So I need to make you think and have hope that you can have life. And so I can rip that shit away from you. Cause that's way more fun to watch you suffer like this. So, but there's some really good lines in, in this little exchange. Like you were talking about the writing here. He called talks about holodecking your life and Malibu dream house, apocalypse, post-apocalyptic mess. I'm like, Okay, there's some good ones. And I thought the Malibu Dream House was very timely for us this around now with Barbie movie coming out. And the post-apocalyptic, because you've also got up and out. Yeah, it's really sad that all people have to latch on to right now is the Barbie movie. And they're just like... And Oppenheimer. And they will... Oh, man, you need to go listen to the last podcast and the last uh, Manhattan Project. It's five parts. It's like... I think it was like 20 hours. It's like, it's so good. And then like, oh, yeah. I, I no thank you, Oppenheimer. No, no, thank you. I don't want to watch it. I'm just really enjoying all the cross art that people are doing with the Barbenheimer stuff. Have you seen that? No, I have not. I have not been following that line of of meme. It just pops. It just popped up. I've seen people feed it, but it's really, it's very entertaining, clever crossover. I honestly have no idea the last time I opened my phone to just like look at my phone and not be like, "Who the fuck from work is text messaging me?" Or where am I going? Or what the fuck is going on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyways, I do like that. Lucifer is like, you know, it's got to be a mess, or Sam wouldn't believe it. Which then I also have in my notes, like that is dark, and I'm going to go whimper in the corner because that is like this whole ep, like it's lines like that Mm -hmm. that turn this into like this is so dark, and there's like these quippy little things that are pump up like over it, but like the entire thing that's like starts trending is like this dark part of sam's mind maybe that's trying to get him to kill himself pretty much right and Mm. bobby just gives up and goes back to work and uh, you know what bobby like i am right behind you like i've i got shit to do like i'm just gonna go research leviathan yep i'm i'm here so now we flip her back to our little creepy girl who likes to drink the black Even, water. So in the transcript for this episode, they just say, and I don't know where they pulled, like, I don't where I should have kept, like, if the trans, who the transcript writer was. But it said, interior possessed little girl's bedroom. And then it says, the possessed little girl is watching TV. And so I'm glad I'm not the only one that's just like, we don't know what else to call her. She's just possessed little girl. She has a name. I know, but that's how you describe her. Like yeah, and right. and everyone's like, oh yeah, I know this little girl. Like that can just be her name, possessed little girl. Well, she. It's, I'm pretty amused though when she flips through the channels. She we had an ad for um, Dickerson's Pie Bar, like a salad bar but with pie. And then we get uh, and Doctor Sexy MD. Oh, we've seen that. Some we get some good throwbacks. Um, and so it's talking about um, some you know basically doctors you know somebody's being sarcastic like oh you just get to cut into folks whenever you want and you know whatever take their organs and, da, da, da. and at this point i like the little girl because when she's grinning when, yeah when she gets very excited to hear about this very dark thing like oh my god surgeons just get to cut open people and like she's very wednesday adams at this point so now i'm on her side hmm. so now hmm. yeah so now this is my little girl all right go possess little girl okay well Sam's spending a lot of time cleaning guns from about here on out in the episode. It's about where it picks up, about where it starts. And Dean and Bobby are researching on the Tri-State Sheriff's Patrol Dispatch. And it doesn't seem that Dean's thrilled about Sam's current fascination with field stripping all of his guns. It just seems a little bit. 
Yeah. Sure. So his, his mindset, but he's got GPS on Sam, so he's good if Sam tries. To I don't it. understand this, right? So he tur- basically he says he's turning GPS on Sam's phone, but basically, so you just turned on location tracking on your brother, who I'm pretty sure is a felon. By my probably. friends, isn't that a thing? Yeah, I mean, like, I there's a reason you don't have this on your phone. I mean, not that it matters anymore, but I mean, like, there is a reason that that used you know that that used to be a thing you should turn on. Not to tell you to worry about it. They're tracking you other ways, Jacob. But yeah, they've got plenty of other ways to track you now. But it seems like it's bad opsec. Like even just like if you want to keep a hold of keep a hold of your brother, like I feel like yeah, then he's just going to get arrested by the FBI. Oh, well, we get Dean tries to connect with Dean, uh, Dean. Bobby tries to connect with Dean and like tries to legit ask him how he's doing. But as we all expect, Dean ain't giving a straight answer here. But he's like, look, it's not a hex. This is the type of crazy you can't just fix. So he's really stressed about Sam. Um, But Bobby pushes and Dean's like, no, I'm fine. But Bobby's like, look, you know, you you were mad when, when Sam said that to you. You just lost one of your best friends and Sam's cuckoo right now with and Purgatory's most wanted is surfing our sewer lines. You tell me you're fine. Pretty good. Line. It was pretty good. It is. It is really good. And it also, I think there's some... I didn't some, do it justice. I'm sorry. No, you did, you did it wonderfully. You did it. Yeah, I just, my, my brain was on my next point I wanted to make, which was this exchange between Bobby and Dean actually ends up working out in the way that it tends to work out for those of us who don't like to talk about our feelings. Because, like, there's, at the end of it, they end up having just kind of this, like, semi-insulting of each other but with like smiles behind the eyes which like shows that dean like dean acknowledges i understand you're reaching out to me and i love you for it and this is really great and you know and then bobby calls him an idiot and that's just like that means i love you you know and i just think it's you know it's a very sweet thing like even though it's dark it turns out very sweet it is it's so annoying they should talk that's okay sometimes you don't have to talk like at that point i'd be like not always at that point i'd be like cool it's over like we really don't sometimes you don't have time to discuss your feelings you've got leviathan that are shitting everywhere leviathan shit all over the floor there's leviathan shit all over the floor everywhere it's just everywhere it's in the the water (laughs) it's in the it's all over the walls like you just you don't have time to talk about your feelings when you, you got, clean up leviathan you shit gotta everywhere clean up leviathan shit. so sweet oh all right gosh. so we're gonna cut to a high school speaking of shit um and we're gonna go to it's stockville high school and their mascot is the sharks which is really funny when we realize that we're gonna go visit the swim team locker room and it's the sharks isn't that funny it is also what's really funny is my my notes say something weird is happening in the boys bathroom (laughs) forever and ever there's always something weird happening in the boys bathroom by school i'm pretty sure oh my gosh so and I and I comment about how the boys are getting weird, so my that's my note. Yep. Um, but yeah, so three boys, three of the swim teamers uh, attack another three, and they've got the ones that are attacking have like black tears and stuff. So they've got the black leviathan shits on their face. 
just kidding. I'm not going to keep that up. I can't resist. Um, but yeah, so it's really violent. It slams one of the boys' heads into a locker, and then one's on top of the locker bank. And, like, so we jumps. know the Viathan can jump really high, and I don't know why he decided I want to be a gargoyle, but he is like, I was like, oh, he's up there. Okay. That's what's happening. Sure. But hopefully sure, sure, it's not like my cat and like exploring the new house. She keeps jumping up to places and then like forgetting like how to get down. How to get down. <laughs> she keeps eyeing oh. like the top of the fireplace. Like that's where the place she's been eyeing this past like couple of days. And I'm mm. like, that mantle is very thin. That's not as wide as a, a thing as you think it is, honey. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. So back to Sue Fall. Blood splatter blood, in the locker room. Shit and splatter. So yeah, pitter, pitter patter, other splatter. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So we're. Pitter patter splatter. I mean, we'll just leave it at that. It's all the splatter. So, so we go yeah, Sue, Sue Falls, <laughs> Sue Falls General Hospital. And who do we find there? Jody. Yay. Sheriff, Sheriff Jody Mills. Back. Anyways, uh, so I'm excited. And she just had an appendectomy. And she's listening to her, what is presented as a slightly crazy hospital roommate, her shared hospital room, talking about how, like, terrible the hospitals and surgeons are and you can't trust them. They'll, you know, stitch you up with sponges and clamps inside of you. And she's just being so sweet, Jody, and just, like, listening to uh-huh. her windbag of, of a roommate. And, but then I also have a note that says, wait, your appendix can burst when you're an adult. Is this something I have to be worried about now? Add it to the list. I was uh, like, I shit, know. what? That could still happen? Like, I thought that was just something that happened, like, as a teenager. I'm like, shit, okay. And I guess it could? I don't know. Well, we get Dr. Gaines entering. And he's like, look, everything was fine. It was textbook, but you need to take it easy. Here's some painkillers so you can sleep it off tonight and then get out tomorrow. Sounds very reasonable. Nice doctor. He is. He's a very nice, attractive doctor. And then what does our patient have to say about him? Our neighbor patient makes crack about him being charming and cites a statistic that three quarters of doctors cheat on their exams. So he might not know her appendix from her vagina. (laughs) And most like he is also a male doctor, so he still might not well, know her appendix from her vagina. He I'm might gonna, think that's where her the appendix only thing, is. Well, I might think you find it there, but I think that he understands that. I think that the, the at least the bare bones understanding that an appendix is a a thing versus a vagina is a part of an oh, opening. I feel like it'd be a. I mean, it's not like we're asking well, him to find comparison. the clitoris, but whatever. So, no, I'm like, I just thought it was um, a funny comparison. I thought it was hysterical. Yes, I don't know, but also, I just kind of love this old lady. Um, she she is bat she is batshit crazy, and she goals, man. Hashtag goals. All right, so we cut back to Bobby's. Yeah, where Dean just got back from the store while Sam and Bobby stayed back researching, and Sam has found something. That in the Stockville in North Kansas, most of the swim team was found, swim team was found mangled. Uh, and it looks like it could be a wild animal attack, but it'd be the size of a linebacker. So Sam can't go out on a fucking mission. Bobby's running his hub like he does. So Sam and Sam says as himself, calls himself 5150, which I thought was funny. So Dean's got to go. And one thing I think also to point out there, which we didn't, I didn't quite go over in lore, is Leviathan also means a lot of times enormous or 
a bohemist, like as I said, so like a linebacker. So just something kind of like, okay, so that sort of aligns with, I don't know, like we just have like this, the, the Leviathan go this like, they're so humanoid automatically, you know, like I feel like we kind of miss like the monster that they are. Like we only see it yeah. in little segments, at least in this episode. No, I agree. Um, so we, so Dean's going solo and we cut back to the park where our creepy little girl is swinging on a swing. Yep, that's my note. Say our, our creepy child is in a swing set. So, yep. And I think we have adopted guy, her now, by the way. She's, the, she's the, ours. <laughs> she's ours. She's yours now. Uh, and the uh, spark plug dude is now going to approach her and comment on how small her body is. And start pushing her on the swing. And she's like, yeah, it's too small. I can't even see over the counter. How do they, like, but, like, it's so weird, like, what they know and what they don't know, right? Like, so he knows, she knows to sit on a swing and he'll push it, right? Mm -hmm. And she apologizes for the swim team, but they were hungry. They're so hungry. So hungry. And he's like, yeah, you need to back off and get in line. Um, boss, the boss wants things taken care of. So she's like, I have an idea. So we're learning like, kind of like, I like how they're kind of throwing a little things out. Right. So these two are obviously, I feel like they seem like important Leviathan and they have a boss somewhere though. There's someone who's still above them. Right. Yeah. They're not the boss, but they're like the lieutenants or whatever you'd say. Yeah. So they don't so seem cut. very monster. Like, it doesn't seem like, a, oh, there's a monster. Ah, I want to eat. Like, they're very it's intelligent. Very strategic. Yeah. yeah. So back at the hospital, um, we see that Dr. Gaines finds our little girl, Annie, is her name. We know at this point. Um, behind a curtain. And she asks him if he is Dr. Sexy. She was also like humming behind a curtain. Like, I'm sorry, if you're in a dark area and there's something humming behind a curtain, you walk on by. You just keep on walking. You let whatever is humming there just finish their little song and you go somewhere else. So she just asks him basically if he's the surgeon of her dreams from her television watching. That's my, I don't mean in a creepy way. I mean, just in a... I know it's gross though. So gross. Uh, and so she grabs his arm and tells him she wants to be a surgeon when she grows up and she wants to grow up now. So she breaks his arm. We pan around the curtain and when we pan back. She has already turned into him. So now it's like a shapeshifter thing too, which is real cray. Yep. So that is something we're definitely learning that they can do. Right. So they can get it. They have, they have another person and then they become it. Right. So we, they, be, she's become a child, but they didn't need to do that to become the child. But why, they just had, yeah, to, go they just had to be drank. Your... So why can't it just go like into the, from one mouth into the other mouth? I'm hand motioning. I know you can't hear that. Sorry. Guys. But you can, they can hear like, the, that she's made the, the, I did make that noise. Yeah. Why can't this be like, and like spit in their mouth and like, please hold still while I spit in your mouth. I mean, the black fluid just had to like barely get on dude's face, and now he's like a big. I feel like that got into an orifice, though. Like, I feel like it has to go into an orifice, right? Like, it got into his mouth or like his nose. Yes, I spit in the mouth. He spit in his mouth. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. So now we got two doctors, and so now we know real real Doctor Gaines is dead, and Leviathan Doctor Gaines is now there, and now she's just officially Doctor Sexy. She's taking on the persona yeah, of Dr. Sexy and you go little girl, evil thing. All right. So Dean gets to the 
to the high school and introduces himself as Agent Ian Anderson, which is a Jethro Tull reference. And I looked up F- Jethro Tull, and the pictures of him are kind of frightening, right? Did you know he's a, he, you know, so he's not Jethro Tull. He is just a musician that is in Jethro Tull, yes. but he's a flautist. And also, like, a guitarist and a leader. And there's just some pictures of him holding a flute. And he's very, just, I don't know how to describe him. He looks very, like, like Anton LaVey, satanic, with a flute. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know Death Row 2 would do that. But anyways. So CSI gives Dean the lowdown. And I love CSI dude. CSI dude. He's just on point. He has shit to do. And he's going to tell you things in an efficient manner. Yeah. With some good slang in there, too. Like it. Yes, he is on it. And as Dean goes to investigate, he does see the black smear on the wall. So now we know that this is definitely a Leviathan caused problem. And now I'm just thinking it's like a, like a truck stop bathroom with just like shit smeared. Oh God, on the wall. Leviathan's everywhere. It's <laughs> like they're just smearing their shit everywhere they're going. So back in the hospital, Jody wakes up and she hears Doctor Sexy telling the her roommate. That to breathe and was giving her, I don't know, whatever sedative. I just put anesthesia, but yeah. Yeah. And it calls himself Dr. Sexy to her. And she's like, My surgery is supposed to be in the morning. And he said, My surgery, your surgery is when I say it is. I was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. See, I kind of like her. (laughs) Ah. So so she falls asleep and gets wheeled out. And uh, Jody pretends to be asleep. But Jody's also just like not a dummy, right? She just pretends to be asleep, and then she's like, "Something's up, and I'm gonna follow you." Mm-hmm. So back at the house, Sam's phone rings, and as soon as he gets it, we all see that <sighs> Lucifer's there again. But he's sitting there reading Weekly World News, and the cover story is Area 51 shocker. Timely, intrigued. I'm but oddly timely. I'm the rest of it, it is right now. Um, and Dean tells that, um, Dean tells Sam that the swim team locker room was positive for ick as he calls it. Um, and there's two kids missing. They stole a car and they're actually supposed to be headed towards the South Dakota line. So he's going to come back and regroup. And Lucifer is kind of commenting throughout this whole thing to Sam, like, Oh, apparently a first woman, Prince William finally found the right girl. Also- yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we've got, you know, this, yeah. So Dean asks how Sam is, and Sam just looks at Lucifer and says, "Okay." <laughs> and Lucifer's like, "Sure, good line, good story, bro." And uh, Lucifer stabs a knife into the desk. And so here's my question: Is could anybody else see the knife stabbed into the desk? Because wouldn't that help answer a lot of questions at this point? Maybe. But we don't know, as we'll find out later, because this is stupid. So, uh, so Sam's right. ignoring that. Dean's coming. I was like, Dean's coming back. Sam's losing his mind, and we cut back to Jody. Yeah, yeah, because she's gonna follow Doctor Sexy to the organ transplant unit, uh, and he she oversees over his like through the window over his shoulder as he's got a scalpel out woman this woman's asleep real fast with just gas which is weird he never administered any other anesthesia to my knowledge uh he's, he's got a scalpel out cutting into her and then biting into organs so what the fuck? I, this is one thing though and i i could not figure out how to spell this and not, neither could google uh do you think she was like propheticizing and that's a word maybe like 
was she predicting her own death when she like like was grasped onto mm. this hatred of doctors did she just have mm. this intuitive like like somewhere she's like knew that she would just like a premonition almost almost like, yeah so this is like uh, all like self-fulfilling prophecy we didn't know but kind this, of was, this was her uh, story the whole time the whole time it was hers she was she knew it she was living for it she was telling it before it even happened oh, i love yeah, that shit That's yeah. so, good. so but jody sees all this and she's like oh fuck uh, and she's like oh shit i gotta get out of here and she goes but in the hall sees a nurse and it gets busted so that this also she's not really supposed to be up and about so she faints yeah she did just did really did have like some major surgery but yeah so when she wakes up in bed nurse is there and like oh yeah you're not supposed to be up and she tries to ask about the woman who was her roommate and the nurse just like who and the bed next to her is empty and perfectly made sus (laughs) sus oh that's not good that's not good but jody is still not a dummy and she lies. Huh. She lies her ass off. You go, Jody. Mm-hmm. And then we get Dr. Gaines, a.k.a. Dr. Sexy, entering, wiping his mouth. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you need to take it easy. What are you doing? She's like, oh, my stitches itched. And I wanted to ask if that was normal. And it faded. But I'm fine now. She's smart. Because she's smart. <sighs> she's smart. But the nurse is just popping her with a sedative in her in her IV. Yeah. And doctor's orders. And she's like, oh, no. And as soon as they leave, she's, like, ripping her IV out. And she says, kiss my ass, Dr. Monster Face. Heart Jody. Heart Jody. But I also, like, but it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. She's already, she already high as fuck. And then, like, because, you know, she's passing out with that. We go back to Sam talking to Hallucifer. And all I put here is, like, I just want to fast forward. <laughs> Like if yeah, I didn't have to do talking. this show, I would literally have fast forwarded through this section. I yeah, love you guys. For Santa Golf it's, Club. Yeah. There's <sighs> nothing we learned from it, right? I think that's why I don't like it. Because there's like what are we there's nothing new. I'm not getting well, this is this is where we get like the strongest first up right here is the beginning of the strong and like it's been hint and danced around. This is the strongest strongest implication of suicidal implications right here i think that's i think that that's what we get right here at the beginning of this scene that's where it's like look why are you cleaning lucifer asks sam why he's cleaning guns if he went because because he needs to be pushed till he can't take anymore that's when this ends so why are you cleaning guns that's our first like actual like i think very clear uh addressing of of, of suicide being on the table yeah and maybe that's why I wanted to fast forward because it's getting really dark and I just want to yes. go past it. Yeah, no, it's super dark. Bobby comes in and they have a beer. And, no, 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 um, no. Bobby comes in and hears him shouting to somebody else. He's like, oh, something's going on with your head. Bobby. And then his solution is to give him alcohol. Stop oh, it. Yeah. Look, that's he's breaking. This, don't make him drunk. Why do you think that he is going to be better equipped to handle shit drunk? His wait, wait, he's sad and yelling at nobody, so we're gonna give him alcohol because that's not a depressant. Cool, cool, or just a horrible idea, right? Like, I've seen this episode of Cops, it doesn't get better when you give the crazy person shouting at something that's not fair (gasps) booze. So, anyways, uh, Bobby's just like, they're not real, like, they're not in hell, and Hallucifer stabs him. 
Oh, it's very upsetting. But I do like, before we get, before that happens, I thought there was a couple good comments I just want to share. Because I like that Bobby, to remind Sam that they beat the devil before. And, um, and I do like that Bobby is literally telling Sam that you're, Sam, that you're not in hell, you're not in hell. You are here with us as Lucifer stabs him through the stomach from behind with a fucking fireplace, fireplace poker. Mm. It's very upsetting. I don't like it. No, but it's not real because Bobby doesn't even react. And or at least rings. we think it's not real. Like, I don't know. Like, we don't know what's going on. I hate well, this. I, I hate this. Like, it's gross. But he doesn't react and he answers the phone. So I, I know. Assume it's not it's, real. It's, uh, but there's a whole mind fuck of it anyways. So. There's a lot of mind fuck. I don't like the mind fuck. Jody is on the phone and says, uh, and tells Bobby that her, her surgeon is a monster. Uh, and she's on the floor of her hospital room while she's telling him this because she's too fucked up to walk. And she's like, look, yep, he ate a woman's liver. His mouth is horrible. And you have to get to the hospital. I can't call a deputy for this, but you need to get here before he eats me. Hmm. <laughs> Quite the call. It is. I love her. And I'm like, yeah. you know, like Bobby, like, doesn't know who she is, right? So we learn also. First, he's like playing it off, like. Come well, on, no, no, I don't. He didn't, though. He didn't know who she was. Like, this, I think, is a sign that they have not become friends since, like, kind of like things have been going on, but they're not talking yeah. to each other that often. But that's, she's that's like, reasonable. this is like, hey, like, I know you are into this stuff, like, and you can help me. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bobby doesn't really want to leave Sam solo, but he feels like he has to. So Sam's like, yeah, I'll be on the phone. He also makes a very timely like miss of 2011 comment of either Sheriff Mills is having an Obamacare insured opium dream or something's eating folks down at Sioux Falls General Hospital. And I just love that that is like Obamacare is so 2011. (laughs) So... Back, uh, we cut to uh, the hospital. We've got Edgar, who is the guy that was working on the car with the spark plug, which is his name, and two of our swimmers that we knew were missing enter the hospital. What do want? They want to go find Dr. Gaines. And this nurse is not feeling their approach. She finds them super sus. And I appreciate it. Yeah, no, she just like hands them their asses. Like, no, this is my fucking waiting room. This is not how this shit works. You sit your ass down until fucking Dr. Sexy comes in. But then he walks in and it's like, oh, we got you. And he explains, Dr. Sexy, our Leviathan, is explaining that like, yeah, this is where they bring their bodies to be fixed. So they view it as a safe place. But a lot of them die here and no one questions it. So if we're discreet, no one will ever know. We can just fucking eat people. I think that's a very astute observation. Like They just think it's hilarious. Nobody ever questions that you just come to this place and you die. Yeah, it's very dark. Doesn't make anybody feel good. But he's like, yeah, so now I've got a whole strategy. I'm a, I'm a surgeon. We need to get a head nurse and an administrator. And Edgar is super impressed. And he thinks the boss will be impressed too. So uh the he they send um the swim bros to go take over and the head nurse and the administrator bodies and the and dr sexy really wants edgar to be the anesthesiologist but edgar's got other plans he don't have time for that he don't and it's real gross that they can't scream yeah. So, but then what happens like after they become them? I guess like they like because they're just a replicate. Well, they're they, not taking over that body. Yeah. They just become. Like, 
Yeah, anyways. All right. So we cut back to Sam, and now he's timing himself field stripping his gun. And he's got a stopwatch, which looks very satisfying. I love those stopwatches. It does. It's way more satisfying than using your phone one. I mean, I, I use my so. phone all the I time. Do, I do, but it's not as satisfying as a clicker. You're right. Well, Dean gets back and gets a beer, and he's like, yeah, I followed the swim kids here, but, you know... Um, we got, we got stuff to do. Bobby's on his own case. I need you with me. And yeah, let's, let's get going. Nope. Nope. This is, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Me too. So they get in the car and, um, they're driving and and Dean is just like saying some rude fucking shit. He is just like breaking shit down and like Sam's like, what's going on? And Dean's saying things like, you're never going to be okay. And we're like, what, what? I don't, this is really mean. Like, but Dean was being mm-hmm. mean earlier. Like, did he just become like this gigantic dick? Well, he was, for, he was being forceful, trying to force Sam he to was talk still, about like, his feelings before. Mean, right. But he wasn't, I didn't think it was this level mean. Like, oh, remember our friend who went bonkers and started shooting everybody? Like, that's not helpful. Dick. And then as this is happening, we've got Bobby wheeling Jody out. And uh, we've got Mrs. Hackett is the name we find out of the, of her roommate. And so Bobby puts puts Jody in a cab, says, Good go rest, I'll be by later. Yay, and Jody is free. Woo! She's free. So Bobby's gonna go to the morgue, finds the body of Mrs. Hackett, and it says that she was there for a foot surgery and she died that morning, but she's already had a full autopsy, which is abnormal but not in supernatural lands like you guys like get into this morgue all the time like two minutes after the body is dead and they're you're like digging organs out of it so whatever That's true. um but then we go from that back to okay this is where like back to bobby's yeah and at bobby's house we see dean pulling up pull a, in yeah. what the fuck like why how by himself how what not with sam and he can't find sam Oh. Better turn on that GPS. So now we know that Sam is with fake Dean. This is fake Dean being but who's with Sam. driving? Fake Dean. I don't know. Uh, I hate it. I'm just like rocking myself like slowly it. in a corner. All like right. It. And they see a conference room, and Dean says they have to go up there, but. Sam's like, I don't know. I'm out of control. I don't really want to. Or Dean's out tells Sam that he's out of control, and Sam's like, How is this helping? I don't understand. And they start to go in the door, which says Morning Star Enterprises. I'll note, it's like at least for reference. Mm-hmm. And then the door closes. He's like, Oh, you think you're in an office building, right? Nope, it's an industrial warehouse space. Because of course and it's a warehouse. Of course it is. <laughs> And Dean, fake Dean, turns into Lucifer, and so Sam wants to shoot him, and Lucifer's mocking him, and there's shots, and they're yelling, and it's it's all stupid. Yeah, like Maya say, Sam is shooting at nothing. Lucifer taunting him to kill himself. This is so dark, and I hate it. Yeah. Well, Bobby is looking at Mrs. Hatchet's body. Okay, well, I love this. All right. so I don't understand. Like that part is like so dark. I'm like, ha! Ah, like all these organs that he's pulling out. Okay. And Dr. Sexy arrives and Bobby pretends to be FBI because he's like, whoa, 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 I will shut your hospital down. But unfortunately, Dr. Sexy, a.k.a. Leviathan, remembers Bobby and knows that he is. Yeah, I saw you through the angel's eyes. What? What? Like, that's that's something, right? Like, that is that's crazy. So 
Bobby though, like so 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 Bobby just clocks it. With a medical metal medical hammer. Love it. Love you, Bobby. Bam. So good. Then he's got a shotgun hidden next to Mrs. Hatchet's body that he pulls out. And he shoots shoots him. Well, before he even shoots him though, like he can oh, yeah, eat, like right. he Canadian oh. South Park's his head. And it like pops open and we see like the tongue oh, coming like, out, which is kind of I was of trying sick. to forget about it. We got a big, big. We got we got a full like head split in half. We got big, sharp teeth and a skinny little tongue like wiggling around. Prong tongue too, so it's like a lizard tongue. Prong tongue. Uh, Okay. Um. (laughs) So we've got Bobby shoots at it, and the buckshot hits him, goes in, but then it just falls right back out on the floor, and all the black liquid drips out. And there's just more black shit everywhere. Like the black ooze is just like. And smartly, Bobby runs. Yes, smart, Bobby. You just go. You just go. No more Leviathan shit. Get out of there. All right, so Dean then pulls up to the, of course, it's a warehouse. And we see... Because he followed the GPS. He followed Thank the GPS. GPS. And, he, and we see a parked van. Yeah, where did this van come from? And its headlights are on. Like, what the fuck? Who drove this? Who? Like, did Sam drive himself? Did Sam drive himself and think he was And not remember driving? driving? Like... What the fuck is this? That's 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 dangerous. This is all terrible. This is terrible. I really hope like this is like next door. Like I don't know. Like this is it's just bad. It's just bad. And it's so bad. And this whole scene, I hate this scene. I don't like this. Like the who am I? I'm gonna give like here's here's the big the big summary is Dean goes in, asks Sam what's doing. Sam's super confused. Points a gun at Dean. Lucifer is flickering, changes into Lucifer still, but then also goes to Dean sometimes. So Sam is getting mind fucked by Lucifer, pretending that he's Dean sometimes, but Sam, but also playing that he's Lucifer. Dean, actual Dean, is trying to talk Sam off the ledge to not shoot him, and so and so Dean actually does get smart and uses to bring Sam back to reality. Uses physical pain which is dark and fucked but also kind of makes sense to like what this is real and he grabs sam's injured hand and digs his hand fingers into the wound to bring him back to this is to ground him and then uh and then while lucifer is still taunting him but lucifer flickers so now we know lucifer might not be real i don't fucking know but either way it's kind of it kind of matters he's talking about flesh and blood blah 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 and I've got you out. Uh, we've got you. We got you. We got to believe in us. And then um, Lucifer disappears for a second and talks about, and Sam and Dean talks about, you know, you got to start with a building blocks. This is step, stepping stone number one and just building it. Believe in me and, and we'll get through this. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This whole thing is fucking dark. Uh, Dean also, like my notes say that the, one of the ways he takes it back is by look at me. I am the captain now. I think that is very much happening here. Which mm-hmm. I actually used in a work conversation the other day. Seriously. Look at me. I am the captain. <sighs> I've stopped giving fucks about a lot of things. But yeah, I don't, this is like, fu- that's so fucked up. Like, so the way that you're going to convince your brother that you're in reality is by torturing him. But well, it was tying him back to something he an event he remembered before the this got that far and saying, okay, you remember cutting your hand. We were there together. This is reality and this is what happened and this, you have this wound the and hand, I'm standing here next to you and I wrapped the wound. And- the hand cutting happened uh, while he was already broken. 
like he was breaking when he cut his hand. Like things are like that's reasonable, but he wasn't hallucinating yet. Well, he was never. Mind. He wasn't hallucinating Lucifer yet. But yeah. yes, you're correct. But I also think like there is something like my inner goth loves that Dean really like one of the the way that he calms him down. He was just like, look, like when we're tortured in hell, it's different than being tortured here. Like this life is terrible, mm-hmm. but it's a different kind of terrible. And as yeah, of somebody who has lived through the past five years or so, which I know like future podcasts me will be listening to this and laughing about how like how bad i thought it was now like you know as the lizard people with their forked tongues have taken over you know like but i do appreciate that darkness but it's also still like is doubly dark right like this life is terrible but it's a different kind of terrible than hell like i've been there i was tortured there like it's different right that feels different than this yeah well in the midst of all this sam's phone rings and it's bobby and he's like, yeah, the sheriff was right. There's definitely a hospital, you know, a monster thing at the hospital. I double barreled one and with silver buckshot, didn't have any effect. Just got some black ooze. And then, uh, yeah, let's meet at the house to regroup. I love how that's how Bobby, like, I shot it with a shotgun. I double barreled it. Ooh, Bobby, sass. Double barreled it. So... Sam and Dean get in the car and they're pretty, he's pretty relieved that Sam's not seeing anything yet. And they pull up to Bobby's though. And this is upsetting. It's so fucking upsetting. Like this episode wasn't upsetting enough, but the house is fucking burnt down. What the fuck? Like gone, like gone. And they haven't been gone that long. What happened to my Wild. bunker? I have my fucking bunker. Is Ugh. my bunker still there? I don't know. So it's still like crackling. There's still embers. They're searching for Bobby. Dean's like, what the fuck? This is an intentional torching. They cannot find Bobby. And he tries to call, well, Dean tries to call Bobby after Sam's off, while Sam's separate from him. And before we and, get to that, he also, when Sam's just like asking what's going on, like Dean holds up like a burnt journal and then it's like, no, not the books. All the all those rare books are inside of Bobby's house. And mm-hmm. then I'm just back whimpering in a corner i'm like please no like those books are very very cool let's give them that and then we get to bobby's direct hotline which says that you should not have this number but dean leaves a message and just basically says like you cannot have been in that crater if you're gone i swear i will strap my brother into the car and drive up my strap my beautiful mind brother which is a great it's a great thing to throw in there and you asked how I was. I'm not good. Where are you? But it was just really honest. And it was like, this is finally Dean vented as he best in the way that he could, which I will give you. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but as Sam's wandering around looking for Bobby, he instead finds our friend Edgar the Leviathan. That's not good. Who informs him that apparently you two Winchesters are competent enough to warrant annihilating. Yeah, you made oh. the hit list. Congratulations. Okay. Oh, so he's about to attack Sam, but Dean manages to shoot uh, Edgar in the head with with the with a buckshot. But of course, as we know, it doesn't have any real effect. And we get the big crazy mouth, Leviathan mouth, big mouth. Yeah, but every time I do this, like I feel like I'm making the Beetlejuice like thing. It does. It it feels. It is kind of also like a Beetlejuice side too. Uh, It's a great effect. I love it. It's, it is. He like looks back and his mouth gets real crazy big. And it's like, it's like the, what do they call that? that what do they call the hinge skull or the hinge jaw? What do they call it? Because your jaw is a hinge. A what is jaw. it? Are they, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That thing. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so they get, there's a fight. Dean's legs broken. And Sam, Sam manages to punch good old Edgar. 
And then Dean drops a car on him. Because they just have it hanging from this at all times, apparently. Well, it is a junkyard. So I think every time, like, a car gets taken off, there's like, okay, it's time to, like, scroll up another one. And they just keep one pose. Like, we never know when we have to cartoon death somebody. And yeah, so, I don't think it works that way, but I'll take it. Sure. That's how it works at Bobby Singer's house. It does have Bobby Singer, paranoid son of a bitch. House. Like, you better have, like, a car strung up to drop on a Leviathan. <sighs> So it falls and we see the black fluids gush out from under the car in a little in some in Edgar's hand. So we think mm. we think he did. I don't know. He just he gushes. And but then like we find out that Dean's got a broken leg now. And Sam's unconscious and won't wake up. So they gotta call the ambulance and they're in the freaking ambulance. And the given reports talk. This about is the how first Sam time that Dean has trauma. ever called like an ambulance. Like what he just didn't. Like... Well, I think it's because he had no. Well, he didn't have anything else to do. Dean Sam's unconscious. They're next to a burned out house. They don't know where Bobby is, and he's got a broken leg. He can't pick up Sam and carry him. They're kind of fucked. They kind of had to. Yeah, I guess. I think. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird it's choice. It's also terrible timing. Terrible timing for this when there's a monster at the hospital. Yeah. But, like, so what, this, this like, one, I just don't believe this, this ambulance could have found them. But whatever. So somehow these EMTs have, like, found them. And they're taking them to a hospital. And Sam is seizing. Yeah. He's having a seizure and sees Lucifer. So that's not good. And Dean is very upset when he finds out that they're going to Sioux Falls General Hospital. He's like, anywhere else. But the EMT just kind of blows him off. And our final scene of this episode is back at Bobby's junkyard where we see the fluids that were all squished out of Ed. That's why I started calling him mm-hmm. at this point. Are all sucked back under the car and his fingers move. So, oh, that wasn't enough to kill him. No. Fuck. And that's just Leviathan the end. shit was reabsorbed. That's it. Yep, that's how it ends. So, yeah. Well, I have a little bit of um, of a cast for you to tonight. All right. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La, 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 la. I, I focused on some of the more notable uh, ones that had a little bit larger repertoire or recognizable shows. That So we did have quite a few folks. But we had Dr. Gaines. It was played by Cameron Bancroft. Uh, he was Jack in Rock and Roll High School Forever, which was the sequel to Rock and Roll High School starring Corey Feldman. He was also in uh, Kurt in Just One of the Girls with Corey Haim. So he was in films with both Corys. Um, he was Joe Bradley in Beverly Hills 90210, which was a regular character. You may have seen him in uh, single episodes of shows like Charm, The Collector, CSI Miami, Smallville, and Once Upon a Time. He was also a reoccurring character named Lee Castle in 24. Uh, Pete in a uh, in The Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, which I just found amusing. It's a Netflix. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Hallmark stuff. Yes, um, yes. He's in a lot of Hallmark stuff, yes. Edgar was played by Benito Martinez. Uh, single episodes of shows like Star Trek Next Generation, X-Files, Firefly, Bones, Castle, Hawaii Five-O. He was Dr. Julio Ruiz in the movie Outbreak, if you want to flashback to that one, movies that we never want to watch again. Uh, he was Brett in the film Saw. Um, 
he was a, multiple episodes of the unit 24 and big sky, which is the other show that, um, that Jensen Ackles is on. Uh, he was Ronnie in a uh, regular character in saving grace, Luis in sons of anarchy, Hector Mendoza in house of cards, played uh, Senator then president Diaz in the blacklist and Gabriel Reyes currently in nine one one lone star. So pretty big. Um, yeah. He became a pretty, resume. he became a pretty big actor. Yeah. Annie, our creepy little girl, was played by Olivia Steele Falconer. And she has been in single episodes of shows like Smallville, The 100. She's uh, in, there's a, a small series of films called The Fairly, uh, The Fairly Odd Movies. And they're like about, it's uh, live action versions of The Fairly Odd Parents, which is a Nickelodeon cartoon. So they got kids, kids like TV movies. But she's Katie in those. And then she was a, a reoccurring character named Violet in Once Upon a Time. Uh, our head nurse was played by Lori. That's the one that was like, I don't know who you're talking about. You need to rest, honey. There was no one here. Um, Lori Triolo. She was Linda on the 4400, Agent Ordelia in Riverdale, and Dr. Zimmerman in Bulletproof, um, the movie that came out last year. Madeline Hatchett, our woman who disappears and gets her liver eaten, is played by Patty Allen. She is Jimmy's mom in Reefer Madness, the 2005 musical. Uh, Mrs. Pitt in Ramona and Beezus, another film. Uh, she was in a couple episodes of Once Upon a Time. Um, she uh, played. Uh, she was played a few characters on Supergirl and a whole lot of Christmas stuff. Nice. So there we go. Cool. Yeah. So this episode. Super stressful. Bummersville. Yep. I rate it bummer, Bummersville. This was definitely on, I think we're, no, it's not been zero episodes since, you know, many episodes have been Bummersville lately. <laughs> many episodes. Yeah. And hopefully we're get out of it soon. I mean, like, again, like there was really great writing in this episode. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that, that, that made it like super, if I didn't have great writing on an episode like this, I would understand fast forwarding through it. It's, it's a tough cookie. It's a tough cookie, and I just, as much as I love the acting between yeah. Mark and Jared, um, I don't think that after a while it's just kind of redundant, right? Like, cool, like, get it, Sam is in hell, you're torturing him. Move on. Like, what What are we learning here? What are we taking from this? Like, so. Or is he? Like, come on. I don't like the, like, I don't I also, mind, like, a mind fuck, like a psychological thriller mind fuck. But do fuck. it in an episode, I don't mind like Buffy did, right? Like, <sighs> I still hate it. I still hate it, but doing episodes, I don't want to do it for a whole fucking, like, we already did this last season. Like, we're still, mm, let's just go in. I don't like it. Yeah. But the writing on this, the ban the, the lines, the banter were really great. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, we know Leviathan are out. They're doing things. Um, Cass is dead now. That's, that's, that's a sad. thing that happened. So Cass is dead. We don't know where Bobby is and we've got Leviathans and Dean's leg is broken and Sam's unconscious and having seizures. The fuck? This is episode two of the season. What the fuck? How did people this, survive this that? This is if so dark. I would have been so mad. I would have been so fucking mad if I was watching this in real time when it came out. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding? I you know, there was somebody who I talked to last weekend and they're like, oh, what, do you, what is your podcast on? I'm like, oh, it's a television show, Supernatural. Like, we just got to season seven. Oh, that's when I stopped watching. 
And you're like, yeah, I hear that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, we, uh, but we still love the show and we don't want you to not, yes. like, we're not mad at it. For sure. Like, it's no, not, no, no. It's not a we will pod. continue watching. We will continue doing this. We will just mock it sometimes when we're, yeah. I don't know why I do it. Anyways, all right. With that, I don't know. Like, there's Leviathan shit everywhere. But I'm going to go. All right. So, cheers, Shark. <laughs> cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 